Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges Inside This Cricket Podcast. I'm your host Ashwin. For some reason, my camera is being a little bit dark, so apologies for the video quality. I'm joined by Varun, and it's early morning or daytime for you, Varun. So you look a lot sharper than I do right now. How are things going, man? We didn't have you on the show last week. Since then, crazily enough, another India another India bilateral ODI series has started. Another one has finished, and India has won yet again. How are you feeling? I mean, it's I, it's a blur, man. Like we were just playing Bangladesh a few weeks ago. We've not only finished a series in Sri Lanka, but we're almost done with the New Zealand series. I mean, and and just to be clear, I don't think New Zealand is playing anything else apart from these three ODIs, right? Or they are they are playing three T20s after this. Three T20s. So that'll be uh, so so that'll be there. But yeah, talk about India's home series, man. Everyone's just lining up to come here. We've already had three teams come in to play. We're not even at the end of Jan, and the big team is just about like going to be ready to show up in Feb. So that. Uh, so four teams in just uh, in just just a couple of weeks is excellent. Yeah, and I think it was really interesting that New Zealand was obviously in Pakistan, and DJ and I talked about it last week. But they got on the plane, flew over, and some videos did the rounds of them having a gigantic coffee machine that they were carrying with them on the plane from uh, Pakistan as they flew into India. But I mean, they beat they beat the Pakistani side of the ODI series and have come to India and. I want to say thrashed as we double click on the ODIs. And that's really what we're going to spend most of this episode doing. As we double click on them, there's some unbelievable highlights. But arguably the first ODI got a little closer than we thought. So I guess, Varun, my question for you is in a World Cup year, is it a good sign for us to be winning ODIs five, six months out? Or is it ominous because we've been here before and we'll win all the things we need to and then we'll get to 15 for three when when it counts most? It's... it is it is good to keep winning, okay? There's no doubt about that. But what worries me is that when was the last time <clears throat> India went into a World Cup having lost, like, bilateral series? Even if we go overseas, like South Africa, England, Australia, we win bilateral series in World Cup years. So, I mean, this year, guys, like, we're going to talk a lot about it, right? And it's, it's completely ODI-focused, but it's... It, it doesn't feel like great. It doesn't feel great to be winning at home in a World Cup year, saying this is it, this is our year. You're almost like so worried about what's going to happen in that World Cup. And these bilaterals are, by the way, just going on. Now, New Zealand is a top team, okay, uh, from especially from an ICC tournament perspective. So it means a lot that, you know, that we beat them, but at and especially at home. But the minute you get Australia, England... Uh, it's anyone's game. They've got so much experience in India. So I'm curious to see what happens with some of these, uh, the top two teams. But yeah, it, it's always good to win. Rohit, Rohit, I think, feels the best to win bilaterals. He's like the bilateral king, as we call it. So yeah. Yeah, and he got some runs under his belt too. But why don't we start with talking about the first ODI? I mean, it, there's so much to talk about. And for those of you watching this on YouTube or who have listened on, on any of the podcasting apps, our episode title, obviously, is 200 is the new 100. And Novak Djokovic in the Australian Open said 35 is the new 25. And Shubman Gill seems like he's established the, the double century is the new century. But yeah, Varun, let's talk quickly about the squad and then I'll have you maybe run through what happened in the game and we can talk about it. But Rohit and Shubman opening, no real surprises there. I thought it was interesting that, that Kishan slotted back in at four. So it looks... Because remember, Shreya Sayer has a back injury, I think. Right. So Sky playing at five and Ayer missing out, obviously because of injury here. Then you have Sundar getting both games at seven. 
which again I want to ask you about, and, and then Shardul kind of slotting in as the the third seamer in place of Umran. So thoughts on those changes? Were, were some of them tactical? Are they trying to give bench strength time, or what was the driver? Yeah, so like we said, Ayer was injured. KL Rahul has apparently gone to get married, I think, today, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So congrats to him. If, I would if, expect you to know about that more than Yeah, I mean, I did see videos. I did see videos of Sunil Shetty confirming it, but I didn't want to go overboard on the podcast. Um, That's great. So I think they are getting married. So congrats to the Shetty family and the KL Rahul family. Um, but yeah, so those two were forced changes, and those two are pretty much people who you know are going to play. So I'm not surprised with Kishan and Sky coming in. Sky had to come in. I think I think no brainer there. Kishan is, you're going to feel bad for him. Let me, after I talk about the squad, let me address a Kishan and Gil issue, okay? Because I feel like I'm contradicting myself and I, I should be a little bit more clear. But then again, if we're not contradicting ourselves, are we really like, you know, are we qualified enough to talk about Indian cricket if we don't contradict ourselves? So that's your middle order. Pandya is there. Now, Washington Sundar, I think he's number three, right? So it's Jadeja, Akshar Patel and Washington Sundar. All three, very similar you know, you could talk about how Jadeja is, you know, the, the the premier guy who's not going to be around forever. Washington Sundar is definitely the heir to that throne. And then Akshar Patel just is somebody who's in the middle who seems to be doing well for India, covering that gap until Sundar is ready to take it. Like, that's the way I see it. I don't know why Akshar Patel was not playing today um, or in that first ODI in this series. But I'm fine. Like, Chu Sundar, uh, he's 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 a good he's a good guy. Is he going to play the World Cup? I don't know. Did he make that World Cup probable squad? I can't remember. We'll check that. But the surprising thing for me was where is Thakur come in the middle of all this? Like, I don't know, Ashwin, what your thoughts is, but su- suddenly again, now you want a guy who can maybe bat because um, you found in the previous series, although you won, you didn't have you had four number elevens effectively. I don't know, what was Thakur doing there? Yeah, I actually think it, it's interesting, right? If you think about the specific the specific choice to play Shardul instead of Umran Malik, right? And I'm sitting here saying, okay, Umran had a, you know, it's called a pretty good series against Sri Lanka. Uh, he showed up, he showed his ability to continue get, uh, developing more and more pace. He showed his, uh, so, so short answer to your question, I don't know. I think they're testing bench strength. This is the only question. With Bumrah's injury concerns, it seems pretty pretty clear Shami and Siraj have risen to the top for the 50-over format. I mean, they've both looked absolutely outstanding, which we'll talk about. And I think Umran did enough to say, okay, he he could slot in in a third seamer position. Now, Shami had released, was it Shami or somebody released an interesting quote today where he said, yes, for Umran, pace is important, but landing length matters too, and it's important he remembers that, right? And so, so it's interesting. I don't actually have a good answer as to why Shadow played. I'm hoping yeah. not for it. Yeah, because he didn't do much. Uh, and we'll talk about the game in a second. But you'd think you want to give Umran as much as as much game time as you can, right? And especially in situations where, you know, consistently you're hitting 350 in every match. I don't think Shadow is valuable enough. So I, I personally feel like India had a miss there. You... You know, I agree with whoever said that comment, whether it's Shami or somebody else, that Umran needs to focus on line and length. 100%. Like, there is no doubt about that. But at the same time, you you can't help but... Um, you can't help but think he needs to keep playing games to improve. Just in the nets, it's not going to get better. So, anyway, enough about that. Let's yeah, talk let me about... Quickly, yeah. Let me quickly clarify before I get cancelled on the internet for misquoting players. But uh, 
Shami was basically giving Umran advice. He said more to the more positive than I seemed, where he said, "You can you can rule the world if you work on your lining length." Basically, it's not easy to play against your pace. We need to work together. We need to work on your lining length. If you can control that, you can rule the world. So it was much more positive. It was much more positive. Yeah, that's good. Also, Imran Malik did come out and say Mohammed Shami is my favorite cricketer or favorite pacer. So it's just mutual, a lot of love going on. Yeah, mutual you. admiration. Talk to me about Kishan and Gill. What's what are you where are you at? Yeah. So so firstly, congratulations to Shubman Gill. Two hundred and eight of one forty nine balls. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't sit and watch the whole ODI, but as Gill was approaching a century, as Gill was at like 150, 170, I like I had to turn it on. And there was a risk that he was going to miss it because he, things had slowed down. India had just lost a lot of wickets. I mean, to be honest, Gill scored 208. The next top scorer was Rohit at 34. Just think about the delta and what Gill has done to carry the team. And it was phenomenal. Like he was tired. He had batted out pretty much 48, 49 overs. And then just started hitting sixes. And I think every second or third ball was a six. And, you know, he cruised to his double century. Now, fantastic. Congratulations to him. There's some great social media videos going around with Kishan, Rohit and uh, Gil all chatting. And they're part of the 200 club. And, you know, Rohit Sharma tries to poke fun of Kishan saying, what happened? Why did you get dropped after 200? And Kishan is saying, well, bhaiya, captain, apio, right? Like, Big brother, you're the captain. So, <clears throat> it, 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 I don't know, man, I don't know what to think. Like, I'm just so, like, let me, let me clarify my stand here. I have said I don't trust Kishan to play ODI opening long term. I still think that is fair, okay, in my opinion. I'm not guaranteed that this guy will, you know, give us a great start consistently. He has an X factor, but can he be consistent? I don't know. Gil has now earned his place, right? He is the successor to the opener opener slot. India has made that very clear. You're eight months out from the World Cup. So he has done well. So don't get me wrong when I say, like, I'm very happy for Gil and I think he deserves it and I think he has proved himself, right? The problem we've always had is that when your top five all play like Gil or all play like Rohit, Rahul, Kohli or Ayer, then something has got to give way. <clears throat> and I think... That is why a lot of us were questioning Gill in the first place. Not because of talent, not because of his ability to make runs. Now he showed he can do it. Even his 200 with sixes at the end came at under 140. Right? Close to 140, but under 140. Uh, at, at strike rate. So, I don't know. That's what it is. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Like, I know I've been, yeah. I've been confusing in this entire situation, but I just want to clarify that point. Yeah, I mean, Rohit has said it's a good problem to have, right? It's a problem of plenty, both with our batters and our bowlers. Uh, which I think is outstanding. I do I do think a couple of things. One, Gil batted at 140 for his double century, which is correct. The rest of the team made 128 runs, I think, at 85. It was a shockingly difficult pitch to bat on, but for Shubman Gill and what ended up being the Michael Bracewell middle center partnership. So I give him credit. I almost think 140 on this pitch was closer to 160, 170 on an average. So I take that into the last thing I'll say is, oh yeah, do you want to add something before I share more about Gil? No, I was just going to say, take a note, let's discuss it as soon as you finish, that we still only won by 12 runs before you talk yeah, about so the pitch. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. so, so, so full, absolutely full credit to, to Shubman, absolutely full credit to Team India, outstanding. I, you know, I think on the longer term question you have, 
I think Gil has done two things with this match. He has shown his ability to hit sixes because he's trying to say, I'm not Rahul or Virat or Dhawan, right? And and Rohit has distinguished himself in that lineup of batter, uh, of openers, top order players, as you said, by hitting sixes. And Gil has shown that he's, he's trying to show that he can, which I think is great, right? He didn't do great in the T20s where he had a chance, but full credit here. Uh, and the second is, honestly, Gil is probably the best one. So if you have room for one anchor, and India's problem has never been that one kind of anchor-esque, more clean hitter of the ball, better timer of the ball, beautiful hitting type of player. India's problem is not that uh, we don't, you know, that we don't need one. The problem is we have five. And I think Gil is just trying to say, got it, but from the next generation of cricketers, I'm the one. I should be the one. And I think he last 208 runs uh, is absolutely this early in your career. Outstanding. The other thing that he did very well is he negated Kishan's 200. Because like Karan Nair the triple century, everyone till date is like, what happened to that dude, right? Like, but in this situation, are any of us going to sit up and question? No, because this guy came in like five matches later and hit another double hundred. So not only did he say, I belong here, I the team has believed in me to, you know, choose... Um, basically choose Gil over Kishan after a double hundred, he's not only shown the consistency, he's also negated that double hundred. So I think that's why this double hundred was very important because I'll be honest, I don't think any of us are now going to be talking about, hey, Kishan hit a double hundred. Yeah, I mean, he did a great job. Absolutely right. Offsetting. So congratulations to Shuman Gil. Outstanding. Full credit. 349 on the board. You think that's pretty safe. You think it's even more safe, by the way, when after Finn Allen gets to gets off to a little bit of a start? New Zealand's 131 for six, right? Some outstanding early strike bowling from Siraj. Thakur picked up a good wicket of Finn Allen when uh, they looked like he was going strong. And then at 131 for six in 28.4 overs, you have less than half the innings left, more than 200 runs to get. Varun, I'm going to let you read the comment on the screen from Ruben on YouTube Live and then talk a little bit about the madness that followed. Yeah, Ruben says there's one crucial weakness that all Indian team in all formats have to rectify inability to finish off teams after taking six, seven wickets. Ruben, you are absolutely 100% correct. We have got burnt so many times because of this. Obviously, we don't have Mr. Memory here with us today, DJ, but I can, I remember this more in tests than ODIs, okay, to be fair. Sam current? Yeah, that's what I was saying, that the Sam current type uh, situations are exactly what happened here. And that's why Ashwin and I were going to talk to say, well, what happened, right? You hit 349. Ashwin rightly pointed out saying the rest of the team, Team India made at a strike rate of what 8,500 odd runs, 130 odd runs. So what are we, like, what's the analysis of this game, right? Like, was it just two individual brilliant performances that took out any effect of the pitch? Or I, I don't know. To me, it seems like that because it seems like when you've got a Bracewell who can bat at, you know, at a 140 uh, going at 180 strike rate, all of us were scared. Like I was going to sleep and I I was getting messages on my phone saying, turn off the TV, this is pretty scary, right? Um, so they made a game of it. I think it brings to it brings back that question was, is, is ODI cricket in India, is 349 enough? Can't guarantee it, man. Like can't, you can't guarantee that win. Even four or five years ago, 300 was not enough. Today it's becoming 350. 
I don't know, Ashwin, if you want to add anything to that, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was with the, either the pitch or these individual brilliant performances. Yeah, I mean, we're getting some comment in again for those listening on YouTube. Sid says, I think it's just a relaxed mindset after the initial fall of wickets. And so maybe some of it is getting a little complacent. I want to hope it's not that. I do think, I give full credit, Michael Bracewell scored, batted better than I think I've seen anybody in a long time. Uh, I mean, made 140 runs. He had 10 sixes. He, Shubman made a double century and hit some of the biggest sixes I've seen. And only had nine sixes, right? So 10 sixes in the innings. Just uh, the fact that you could even get close after being 131 for six, chasing 350, was just unbelievable. Full, full credit to Mitchell Sadnik. Also looked outstanding until Siraj was able to travel. Uh, was it Siraj? Sadnik. Yeah, was Siraj was able to travel. And yeah, gosh, it got a lot closer. I mean, I think it seems crazy to think Shoban made a double. And there were there was a point where I think I messaged you guys, is Shoban going to be a double situated and a losing cause? Which, Which just, I don't know if that's ever happened before, but I don't. Yeah, it's a good question. It's something that if anybody knows, send us a, a comment. There've been seven Indian double centurions. I think all of those came in winning call, or seven. Yeah, seven. And all three, by openers and three fifty percent of those by Rohit Sharma. Three Rohit, Sehwag, Sachin, Gil, and Kishan. So yeah, I mean, anyway, absolutely outstanding. Congratulations, I think. Um, Team India for the for a big freshman. Congratulations to Shubman again. And we're going to take come take a quick break and come back to a very very different second ODI that took place as we moved from Hyderabad to Raipur, and we will be right back to talk about that. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Nikesh Raghani, commentator and host of the India on 99.94 podcast. Several times each week, my co-host Sarah Waris and I will be bringing you the very best in Indian cricket chat. Whether we're discussing the legend of Julan Goswami, KL Rahul's strike rate, the men's T20 death bowling woes, or the latest controversy involving the BCCI, we've got you covered. You can listen and subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Just search for India on 99.94. You can watch us via YouTube and you can download the 99.94 app. If you love Indian cricket, then join our conversation. Welcome back to the Edison Sledges Cricket Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, as always, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It helps us grow. Arun, second ODI. We've won the first one. I don't think India India made any changes to the team, so playing the same 11 yet again. Skipper walks out. The coin goes in the air. It lands. And they pan to Rohit Sharma, who has won the toss, and say, Rohit, what would you like to do? It's a pretty easy question, isn't it? You think I mean, it is? Yeah, you think that you've discussed with the team. You say, if I win the toss, I'm going to do X. And then all the way that you're walking out there in the middle to take that coin toss, you're thinking batting, 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 or bowling, bowling, bowling. And the, the, the mic comes to him and he starts looking at uh, New Zealand captain Latham and starts saying, what am I doing? I don't know. Amazing. Is it batting or bowling? Latham didn't or know what to do. Yeah, I don't know if Latham was joking. Is this like Rohit an entertainer? Is this... I, I think he genuinely forgot. I think he had no idea what he had to do. No, he really did forget. Like, that's what he said later. And by the way, all the clips of a Kohli interview from a while ago are going on where he said, Rohit's an unbelievable cricketer, but the most forgetful guy in the world. <laughs> but the, the fact that bad or ball is a 50-50 shot, Rohit was clearly that guy who went to true-false questions and exams and wrote the T yeah. and put it in the and put it, and yeah. it, so it looked like an F. 
Yeah, you did that. Yeah, I did, I did it for sure. Like, I had no so idea. Like, probably have that in common. <laughs> and the double cinch. Do we think, yeah, of course, that, that's the, the best part. Do we think Rohit uh, meant to actually bowl or he just went with whatever came to his head and he did it? Like, obviously, I mean, it ended up being a good decision. It ended up being the best decision. So I think he's just fooling us all in like this little show that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. and But man, oh man, like, was it a good decision? I think we had them 15 for five. Yes, and I like, was thinking of you when that happened. Because yeah, you like, ate the 15 for three. Which New Zealand has done to us. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, 15 for 5 was just was just insane. So, we should talk about the Indian kind of fast bowling lineup. Obviously, Shami is back, right? Like, he, from that first warm-up game in T20, in, in that T20 World Cup, um, he was a little hot and cold in the other games, but so were, so were some of the others as well. But to this, like, he is definitely India's top two fast bowlers, right? He and Bumrah. The guy who's been surprising me is Siraj, man. Like, in the previous game, I think he took four wickets, if I'm not mistaken. In this game, he took only one wicket. Economy rate of 1.7. What has happened? Like, is he... I don't know. What is what is Siraj doing? Like, how is he taking these wickets? How is he becoming a top ODI bowler? And... Is this going to be, uh, is he going to play the World Cup in the first playing 11? Because I think he's doing really well. And Sid says, we've got our Yunus and Akram. Yeah, man, it feels like that. I, I mean, I think the crazy thing with the World Cup, and we'll finish talking about this match in a second, but is this is India. We're playing matches in India. We're playing three quicks. We're playing one full-time spinner and one part-time spinner. And then your combinations all change if you're just back in the mix, who's, by the way, about to kick off a Ranji Trophy match. But... If you play three quicks, I think Siraj plays. If you play two, or then, by the way, we played three quicks and Hardik. I almost forgot to mention it that way, right? So I don't think it's sustainable in India for us to play three quicks and Hardik. And that's where you start to run into, okay, two quicks, Hardik, two spinners, and Jadeja slash Akshar is probably the model. And that's where Shami and Bumra probably make the cut. So it's crazy to think Siraj in the kind of form he's been in doesn't even make in uh, India's first. And by the way, side, just a side, where's Mavi? Oh yeah, remember Mavi. that? Yeah, remember the little rant I went on a few episodes ago. Where is he? Like, anyway, but I, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think India may look at uh, a three pacer plus Pandya strategy, and so Siraj should be in that mix. And then again, you can't help but feel bad for Umran Malik, right? Now who's putting in the hard yards? But anyway, this is a, this is a problem we'll never solve. But New Zealand. Met after being 15 for 5, essentially had some sort of a fight back. Again, Glenn Phillips, um, Bracewell, Santner managed to get them to 108. They got all out in 34.3 overs. Um, Did you, know, you have that moment though when after being 15 for 5, Phillips and Bracewell were batting for a little bit? Did you have that heart-sinking moment that they're going to do it again? I mean, I'll be, look, I'll be honest. After, after 15 for 5, I, I did feel like they're going to put on a fight. They're going to put on a um, a great effort. But I knew that it's probably best 250, right? And, and then I backed I, I backed our guys to be able to kind of chase down 250. So the fact that they ended up in 108, I think, you know, credit to India for doing a fantastic job. But from where they were, I also, very honestly, I also knew that this is not going to be out of reach target. So if they'd hit 250, I think we would have spent a lot more time talking about how fantastic the comeback was. 
but I still think India would have won. So I didn't need to chase. Rohit came out and said, hey, I haven't made a, some a good runs in a little while. Decided to use that as, you know, fairly easy uh, opportunity to use it as a launching pad. Made a pretty good looking 50, to be honest, including one reverse sweep, which I cannot remember the last time I saw Rohit hit a reverse. So that was great to see. Shubman, uh, on the other hand, Rohit couldn't finish it off. Shubman, hit, I think, ended up hitting the winning runs. Looked really good for 540 not out. So I think, what is he at now? 248 runs in the series to be out once. So average of 248. Uh, but I do want to ask you really quick before we wrap up this ODI. Virat Kohli. He seems to be establishing a weakness against spin. And of course, I mean, Sandner, who hadn't picked up any other wickets, who I think in the first match picked up just the one wicket, uh, which was also Kohli, right? Got bowled to Sandner in the first match of eight. And then here, I mean, we used to use the word bunny, right? Whether it was our spinners or <clears throat> competitions or the opposition spinners. Are you starting to get nervous? I'm a little nervous about Kohli against Lyon, to be honest, now as it comes to the border of Oscar Trophy. But I don't know. Your smile tells me where you're not. No, the, the smile is because I'm starting thinking that he he is getting out a lot more spinners than he used to. Whether it's Adil Rashid, uh, Moin Ali, whether it's Hasranga. Uh, so yes, you're right. He is getting out more. And then every time he gets out to a spinner, he gives you that look, right? Like as if, how the hell did I get out to a spinner? Like how, how could I get out to this spinner, this delivery? So that's why I was smiling. He also hasn't done that well against Australia in the last eight tests that he has played. I think his average is about 29 or 30 in the last eight tests. He didn't play four of, four of those tests as well. But um, yeah, it's it's not been a great record. And I'm pretty sure Kohli, as 2023 moves into 2024, will pretty much start focusing only on tests. So I'm sure he's going to put in that effort and, and look to kind of make a comeback in that because he's done well in T20 and ODI man ever since we we that we that talked about that lean patch and the break he took. So I have faith in uh, in Kohli. But yeah, you're right, man. I think the, the only standout person to talk about in this game is again Shubman for me, right? Mr. Consistent, 40 runs, ensured India wins it comfortably. You, you know, his ODI stats are actually phenomenal. He's played 20 games, hit over 1,100 runs, has an average of 71.4 at 107 strike rate. I think I read something saying that he's the only guy with these kind of numbers after 20 games or after 19 games um, with a couple of centuries, a double century. So kudos to him, man. Like talk about talk about banging the door down, right? Especially in a home series where everyone's expecting you to score runs. You come and score more than everyone's expecting you to score. So... Yeah, well done. Yeah, fully agree. Full credit. This series thus far has been the Shubman Gill show. But before we wrap up this week's episode, let me ask you, going into the third ODI, if you're Rohit, do you do anything different? You have, I was trying to look through, you have a couple of guys in the squad. So you have Rajat Patidar, the batsman. You have Shabazz Ahmed, the kind of all-rounder. And then you have Umran Malik and Chahal, who haven't played yet. Do you try to stick to your 11 and, you know, clean this series up 3-0? Do you try to give some of the new guys a chance? What do you do going to that third ODI? So for me, it's actually neither. I don't want to. I don't want to think about three zero. I also don't want to think about the new guys. I think it's just for me. Don't introduce new guys right now, man. Like you've got you've got too many. You've got too many people. Just imagine if you know um, a Shrikar Bharat or a Rajat Patidar come in and score seventy five. Then what? 
oh well played all right now you go home we'll we'll call you up in 6 months whenever there's a requirement again uh, nothing wrong with it it's nobody's fault but i'm just not a fan of introducing like new players into the mix when you've probably got a pool of about 40 talented guys who are fighting for 11 slots i don't want to introduce a 41st and a 42nd yeah couldn't agree more i think maybe you bring back onumran for this game maybe you try to help to keep him fresh because he's very much in the consideration so i agree i'm in agreement with you don't bring in new guys but that's about it man there's actually shockingly a lot of cricket happening right now i think the india women's under 19 team is looking really good to get a a spot in the the final four so that'll be exciting hopefully by next week we'll be able to share some good news there there's two t20 series going on i feel like i always hear see the clips on twitter and stuff but honestly with our focus on indian cricket it's very difficult to watch all of those but i know that the dubai capitals the delhi franchise has just beaten them i don't know how to, what you call it the mumbai indian emirates i think they're called my emirates and roman paul for the capitals made 97 not out or 97 and got out and Pollard almost chased it down but fell short. A lot of fun stuff happening. That's in the uh International League 20, the South Africa 2020 is going on, apparently putting up numbers in stadiums that South Africa hasn't seen in a very very long time. So good for them. Kudos to that board for organizing some some great cricket. It, it, it is, it is a lot of fun to watch that Mumbai Indians team, right? Because you've got Rabada, Archer, Rashid Khan and Sam Curran. Bowling sixteen out of twenty overs—that uh, is something else. I mean, IPL, you'd pay a lot of money to have one of those guys in your team. They've got four. It's crazy. It's, it's also exciting. setting up the IPL very well for a Bumrah Archer show, right? It's going to be great. Good to see Archer back too. Again, I haven't watched too much of it. And then lastly, the women's IPL. I mean, what better time for this to be happening? I think they're finalizing the bids for which teams will uh, or which owners will buy the teams. I think they've said over 30 teams have expressed interest to buy the teams the BCCI is now indicating that five overseas players may be allowed to play just to make sure you have the right uh, bench strength given we don't have quite as much depth of uh, domestic women's talent so lots of great stuff it they became the second most uh the second most profitable or highest tv rights women's league in the world after the WNBA which has been around forever so just think about that i think it's going to be great for the game uh and that's basically it Been a, it's been a good week, Varun. By the time we back, get back next, I think India will not only have wrapped up, obviously, the third ODI, but I think the T20 is starting as well. So, the t- against New Zealand, so it's just non-stop cricket. It's going to be a good time. If you haven't yet, you know, reached out to us at One Tip One Hand on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the social medias. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe this. We will be back next week. This is the Edison's Legends Cricket Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.